The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Thursday morning, Alex Clancy in studio. Demery Lachey walking in right now. Not sure if Kwame will join us today, but the show will go on. Kevin Love officially agrees in principle to be traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Andrew Wiggins, Anthony Bennett, and a protected 2015 first-round pick. I'm not sure if this is going to be a good thing for Minnesota, as, as it seems uh, that Cleveland definitely got the better end of the deal. Um at least right now, in a win-now mentality that the NBA has, instead of you know, getting ready for the future, building draft picks, cultivating young talent, that is not something that Cleveland you know, has any interest in, seemingly, because they saw Kevin Love, three-time All-Star, Olympian, the, you know, maybe the best power forward in the game right now. Um, it, it seems like this was a no-brainer for Cleveland, and when... The Andrew Wiggins signing clears the 30-day window, clears, I think, August 23rd. It will be official. And as part of the agreement, Kevin Love has said that he will sign a five-year, $120 million max contract extension at the end of this season. I know Cleveland fans in the back of their mind are like, well, LeBron and Kevin Love both have the option to not play for Cleveland next year. Uh, and in, in the back of their mind, with all of the bad things that have happened to the city of Cleveland over the years that obviously can't be overlooked. But uh, all things considered, Cleveland's going to be the best team in the East and potentially the best team in the NBA for years to come. So Andrew Wiggins going to Minnesota on the flip side of it. Anthony Bennett, who is looked at as a bust right now, is the number one overall pick two years ago. He seems to be shining in the summer league, uh, and, and he has as, up, as much upside as anybody. So in the long run, Minnesota could have you know, made a pretty good deal here. They knew they weren't going to get Kevin Love to sign an extension. They knew they were going to get nothing for him if he didn't sign, if, he, if they didn't trade for somebody. So right now, I think this is the best Minnesota could have done. And uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, when the season starts. Quan, what do you take from this trade officially happening? If it happened officially, I think this might be might be in 15 or 16 days because of uh, the contract Andrew Wiggins signed. He couldn't be traded within 30 days from signing that contract. It would be a great deal, but you gotta rem- you got to remind yourself and remember that LeBron James signed a two-year deal with an option out. And, that, and when I thought just two years going back home, you wanted to go back home, uh, it was amazing to me, but I figured he was going to give the organization a chance to get more players around him. Uh, getting rid of Andrew Wiggins, you probably can do that. A first-round draft pick, 
a guy with a lot of upside uh, with his future ahead of him uh, in the right, being in the right position, being around the right veterans, might I add. But then you get the uh, Bennett, who was drafted in the second round, who didn't play well there, who may need a, a new scenery to become the player he's supposed to be. Um, and sometimes that sometimes that takes form, that takes shape when you go somewhere else and you're in a different system. I think the Cleveland Cavaliers, who I don't really don't deserve it, are getting the better end of this deal, and they might be that team that consistently be in the finals coming out of the East. Why do you think? Why do you think they don't deserve it? I don't think they deserve it because how what they did to LeBron when he left. I don't think anybody deserves something like that. When one guy changes jobs and you go berserk. Yeah, but if if players can get you know get a second chance and and you know you mess up either you treat a team down. he just took the letter down three to five days before LeBron decided he was coming back. So yeah, he but, was holding that grudge also. So, but players get second chances all the time in the NBA. And I'm not even talking about legal <laughs> stuff. I'm talking about, you know, uh, get me out of here, get me out of here, and then they want to come back. People welcome them with open arms, so why can't it be the other way around? Well, if you understand the business part of it, or if we knew the business part of it and why they want to leave, uh, then we'll say that second chance makes, makes sense. For example, I could speak on my, my deal with leaving the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to leave the Cardinals. I left the Cardinals because they were bringing in guys who couldn't play and were signing them. Then you got guys, myself and quite a few others, who were right here who make this team what we were trying to make it and what they are today. But we, you don't want to sign us to a deal, just make it. Nobody was trying to break the bank of the Cardinals. Now, this is the business part of it and also to the qu- question about the other side of it, not the players, the organization, the owners. Well, make you make us feel like you want us to be there. We want to be there, but so that's why we leave. So I never wanted to leave the Cardinals. I just went where I thought the team wanted me, and and where you know I could stay closer to Arizona. So with so with this owner uh, just taking the letter down, I don't deserve think they deserve it. Now I want to see the reaction to these fans who are coming back. Who now they got a Kevin Love? They've given up the house for everything for. They got Kevin Love coming in here possibly in sixteen days. They have LeBron James coming back. He signs a two-year deal. If he was coming back, why is this a two-year deal? Because the salary cap's jumping up next yeah. year. So and this is LeBron so benefit. And, and he didn't, they didn't know if they were going to get Kevin Love or not officially. So, yeah, so I think they have parts. To yeah, I, I think LeBron orchestrated all this. Now, it might, not, it might not have been Kevin Love, but it was going to be some Kevin Love guy. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so you have Kyrie Irving, Le- LeBron James, and Kevin Love now. And, I mean, it, this is a little bit different than the original Big Three in Miami. Because Dwayne Wade and LeBron James, for all intents and purposes, play the same position. Kyrie Irving is a point guard. I know he's a scoring point guard. His assist numbers have risen every year he's been in the league. So you have a traditional-ish point guard. You have a small forward, and you have a power forward, a guy that doesn't live and die by the 18-footer. He has that in his arsenal. He can hit the three better than uh, Chris Bosh can, but he rebounds, and he's a low-post presence. So they actually have more balance now. And then you have Tristan Thompson and Anderson Varejao. I can't believe they were able to keep both of them with this trade. So they're stacked down low. And then, you know, you put a whoever shooting guard you put in. I mean, if it's Deion Waiters, if he doesn't perform. Be, yeah. Right, but, it I mean, they can Waiters. they can fit anybody, and they could start Mike Miller. You know, I mean, it, do, it doesn't really matter who the shooting guard is in, in, on this team because you get so much offensive firepower from the big three, even more so the big than three, you do with Miami. Kevin Love and with I, I put Kyrie, especially because they're going to be the three big-time moneymakers. I think the shooting yeah. guard is important. I think it's very important because um, it's not like Kevin uh, Kevin uh, Ari can't be guarded. It's like it's not like he can't be guarded. There's other guys uh, in this league that, and it's not one on every team, um, but 
there's a guy that's going to get in front of him and might shut him down, so you need that shooting guard. On Kyrie to Irving? Up, on Kyrie Irving, I yeah. don't see many guards in this NBA can okay. shut down Kyrie Irving. That's why I didn't say there wasn't all of them. I said there are some guards. I didn't say many. Yeah, there but you, some guards. Some but you have you, well, have you have three other guys in the league just to be in the league? No, you, guys have, you but you have Kevin I mean, Love, yeah. who is who is the best power forward in the NBA, uh, yeah. arguably. Okay, you have the best player so on the planet. So you're going to have to double team somebody, right? So yeah. I mean, and this is going to make. Remember when I said that that LeBron going there could kind of cripple the growth of Andrew Wiggins and Kyrie Irving. Now that's not going to be an issue because there's one less mouth to feed. And yes, Andrew Wiggins would, you know, guys that come out of college early that they were so you know exemplary in college. Uh, it's different now. Like, there's no real learning curve. It's like, well, you're expected to perform right away, and with LeBron being there, it would have hindered his growth. So when they, when they don't respond right away, like a Bennett, uh, are they considered a bust after two years? Well, the Bennett was that was a reach at number one, anyways. He wasn't big until he was in the tournament. Like people, there there was buzz about him, but when they made it to the tournament. When he was in college, he made it to the NCAA tournament. I think he was there on are a lot of stage. mistakes. I think there are a lot of mistakes in the first round. I think there's some mistake uh, first round. Busts, but usually, the but first I, I pick know. isn't a big mistake. I yeah. mean, more times than not, they're not busts, right? I mean, but recently, you guys, barring injury, that whole you, you draft guys class agree. was pretty weak. Yeah, you yeah, got ten guys. With. So yeah, yeah it might have been it, not a, it might not have been a tough draft or a great draft class, but you got ten guys that could easily win in that first round. Could have been that first pick in the yeah. first round. Yeah. And so, it, it, the allure of the first round pick is no longer anymore. Well, you can, well, that's why I, re, I can't call him a bust yet. This after two years and him going number one. You think him going number? Everybody wants to go number one if they got a chance to. If him going number one, um, and he can't, he's not playing in that system. Or who's the coaches around him? Look more into it than just that person that's going number one. Look into the coaching staff around him. Yeah, we like to think you went number one. You should be able to play basketball. Yeah, and they basketball were a bad player. team too. Right, and and like I said. There's other guards that can guard Kyrie Irving. I didn't say there was uh, every guard in the league was going to guard him down. You're right. There's not many. But them, them guys are not just sitting in the NBA saying, oh, I don't want to guard him. Can, coach, can I, can I get the number two guy? If you work your weight and you're a competitive guy, you want Kyrie Irving. Are they? And that don't mean you're going to do a great job, but that means you want, <laughs> you, you want to get him. So, but there are some guys that say, I got him. There's some Gary Paytons in this league. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's and, well. I mean, it's defense is different now because things are so much more predicated upon offense. Offense wins you championships in, in the NBA now. I mean, Miami when they all got together, they were well, especially Dwayne Wade and LeBron James at that point were two of the best perimeter defenders in the league. And Mario Chalmers is is no hack on the defensive end either. Yes, he gained some weight. Yes, he did all these things. But the two years before this one, he was he he would pick people up full court. And he would pressure any point guard. So having those three guys in the perimeter in Miami was huge for them. Uh, across the whole NBA, defense isn't really a number one issue. You know, it's not really a number one thing. If you score more points than the other team, you, you win games. You got to tell Chicago. I understand, uh, but they haven't different. won Jack. Yeah, but they they, what, they haven't won anything. They haven't won anything. But look what Chicago has, and what look what they've Fair. been. Fair. This year will been. be the determining factor. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, it, if so. Derrick Rose is healthy, well, they well, had Derrick Rose before he got hurt. And they still didn't and win still anything. Well, and, and, that, and that's not fair because he got hurt got, in the first round of the playoffs. They have better over the years, but, I mean, how far, how much better are you trying to get? Are you trying to get to a championship again? Be no. the championship bull team again? Listen, oh, uh, Chicago? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. No, I agree like, with you that Chicago, <clears throat> the, their Chicago's whole theory is based upon defense. I understand that. And they were the number one overall seed. I think they had the best record in the NBA. Derrick Rose gets hurt in the first round, and they lose. So I understand that, that it, it was an unfair situation 
but they still haven't won. So this is going to be the year. Their defense has gotten better. They got rid of Carlos Boozer, who didn't play any defense. Pau Gasol doesn't play much, but at least he can block some shots. So we'll see if Derrick Rose is healthy for this whole year. I mean, they're probably the only, them in Washington maybe, are the two teams that can that can fight uh, against Cleveland to maybe come out of the East? Yeah, if I don't I, really see anybody else that's, that's a, right there. Um, if I got a Derrick Rose who's been consistently hurt for the past two years, seriously hurt, I'm going to watch him as a coach. I'm still going to count on my defense, and I'm going to work Derrick Rose in until these games to the last – 40 games, the last 35 games, and see, well, I need that Derrick Rose that we all know to show up the last 35 games of the season. But I'm working them in. I'm still predicated defense only. Defense, let's score. Because I look at the Chicago Bulls and where they've gotten with defense only and having nobody. Joe Kim Noah was sometime led that team from the defense standpoint and offense. But then when you got a Derrick Rose coming back and you don't have these guys that couldn't get anybody significant and free agent that's going to put some points on the board, but I'm going to work this guy, Derrick Rose, in till he become that guy the last 35 games of the season. And then I will see what my Chicago Bulls team look like. Is Cleveland the favorite to win the championship if this trade goes through? No, but I think they're the favorite to be coming out of ease. Who, who is better? Who is more balanced of a team? I mean, you could say San Antonio every year. I understand that. Yeah, but you remember, you remember uh, the Cleveland? No, you remember we were talking about the Lakers and when they got, uh, when they got everybody and we said – well, Nash, they got Nash, they Dwight had Howard. Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, everybody who was a Lakers fan said, well, just wait. You got to get the chemistry. And I'm saying the same thing with the Cleveland Browns. Okay. They, yeah. have the right, they have the right people in place. You look at that team, you say, that's the NBA championship next year. Yeah, I mean. But and, the chemistry and playing yeah. together has to work sure. out. Sure. And, and, and the only difference between the Lakers and the Cavs right now, well, first of all, they're all younger than all the players on the Lakers were at that point. And then number two, I think Kevin Love is going to flourish as the number two guy. I think he's his numbers might dip a little bit. What was he twenty five and thirteen last year? Yeah, like he had stupid numbers yeah, last year. 26, 30, if he yeah. gets, I mean, he could get twenty two and fifteen this year, and be more impactful than he was with Minnesota. I mean, even if he if his numbers dip a little bit, he's going to be happier because they're going to be winning. Yeah. Number one and number two, LeBron James is going to elevate his game in different ways that nobody else was able to in Minnesota. So this is like, this is Christmas come early for Kevin Love. I think, yeah, LeBron does that for everybody because they take the pressure off him. I, I didn't think, I didn't think uh, Bosch was that good to be considered a big three. I always, always disrespectfully um, used to call him the big two and Bosch. But what he did in Toronto doesn't say he can't play basketball. I didn't like him shooting three points, but the guy can shoot three pointers. So I thought with LeBron James there, it took a lot of pressure off. I didn't have to put two guys on, on Bosch. Yeah. So he was able to hit those uh, shots, able to get those points he got. So he's going to do the same thing for uh, uh, Kevin Love. He's going to take pressure off Kevin Love. Kevin Love, who can score on his own, imagine what he could have on a LeBron, team, LeBron James team and Kyrie Irving. Now, the only thing that, that I'm looking at that is questionable about this trade is that Kyrie Irving has had injury issues. Kevin Love has had injury issues over the past couple years. Anderson Varejao, Tristan Thompson, Deion Waiters have all had injury Plague seasons one time or another. So, and I understand Kevin Love playing in Minnesota. You don't have necessarily the amount of drive to come back when you're 30 games under 500 because you're not going to make the playoffs. You always talk about playing through pain. A lot of people don't play through pain when they're in when they're in tough situations, well, and they're not going to make the playoffs. Well, you got to play through pain, and even if you. Uh what kind of guy are you when you win, and what kind of guy are you when you lose? That's what I want to see as a coach or as a teammate. 
you 35 games out of playoff, are you still playing hard every day, every yeah. game? Well, I mean, and traditionally, superstars that are that far out of the playoffs are playing for the next contract on another team. Superstars who's that far off, in my opinion, are playing. So you're not going to disrespect my game when, when you come in here. They're playing for the respect of the game. I, I, I would imagine they play for the respect of the game and that I'm still balling at the end of this, you know, at the end of the season. I'm still 35 games out, but you still got to deal with me. Yeah. Is there any downside for Cleveland in this trade? I mean, not not a, not right now. Not on paper. Um, only downside is if um, they don't bring it together this first year. I mean, that'll be just you can't expect. If, if they I don't if they don't, don't make it to the championship, I think that's a loss. That's a downslide. I I mean, I, that it, and I that's not I don't fair. See that there's there's not enough competition in well, the East. There's it's, no it's excuse. not fair. But we, they're going to gain chemistry. You got the best player in the world. Yeah, like. You got to make it to the championship. Um, this so what if they year. lose? What if they lose either the Eastern Conference Finals or lose in the finals? It's a fail. It's an epic. So fail they the, have to. The well, it's we not said the first thing about the Miami Heat. Fail. Miami it's Heat. not like we it said the first thing about the Miami Heat when when we when they got the big three and they didn't win right away. Everybody thought that was a failure. Again, it comes to the chemistry of that team. Yeah, yeah I got to learn how to play with Dwayne Wade. I know he was the best in the league. I know he was the best on that team. One of the best in the league. The best in Miami. Okay, we bring two other guys who we consider the best, and we name them the big three. I got to learn how to play with these guys. They, I know my game. I got to learn their game. I, I got to learn their favorite spots, where they like to shoot the ball, where they like to get the ball, um, what they're going to defense. I got to learn all their tendencies throughout a basketball game. That's the same thing the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to have to do. It's, well, not, it's not like we talk about these guys individually, but now we bring them together. Let's see what they do together. Yeah, I mean, but you, you look at Kevin Love and, and LeBron, they've played together. You know, they played together in the in these glorified exhibitions that are, you know, the FIBA championship and, and the Olympics. They've they've played together. So yeah. this is anytime it's more It's not this is not what they get paid. They're getting paid to play in the NBA though. These these, yeah. uh, these yeah. But but they still I but don't they know, still they still play together. They still, got, they still yeah. build some chemistry with one another. They not no, not consistent. Like they, if they're on the same team, they're on the court all the time yeah. together. I mean and that and that's fair. And they're gonna be practicing together and everything. LeBron yeah, James about a practice for a, 30 days? You can have potentially, and, and I truly believe this, you could potentially have two MVP candidates on one team with Kevin Love and, and, and LeBron James. Because Kevin because LeBron James yeah, will elevate yes. he will elevate Kevin Love's game to where it never has been before. Well, you're not wrong when you say a candidate. Yeah, he could be a candidate. Where he placed in that candidacy, candidacy I, I, don't, I don't put him above two other guys. I still think uh, Carmelo Anthony, Blake Griffin, I still think you got to contend with those guys. Now, he will get his numbers because he's playing with the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James. Well, he got his numbers by himself. He, yeah, he got his numbers by himself in Minnesota. Now he's playing in the, he's, he, he's playing in the, with a team, with a guy who's the best in the world, in, our, in my opinion, at this basketball game. So now i got to worry about LeBron James. I can't guard LeBron James and Kevin Love. And if, if Kyrie Irving is on top of his game, they look like the best team in the league. But I, don't th- I, I, I think in the East, they should come out of the East by far. But let's see when they go to this physicalness of the uh, West. Right, because the the majority of the Cleveland Cavaliers team at this point is unproven in the playoffs. We've got to take a break. Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk. On the other side, I want to ask these guys one question. Uh, We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. 
the job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. Alex Plancy, Emma Shea. Alex, you had a question before we, uh, uh, when you wanted to come back to break. It is... Is the, is the USA basketball and the whole brand that it's becoming uh, more and more popular every day, is that messing with the NBA and like making players want to play with big-name guys that they've become friends with that's kind of you know polarizing teams in the NBA, making them star-studded or, or making them the Milwaukee Bucks? I, I think if you've got good buddies around the league and these guys generate, these guys establish this relationship, this friendship, Throughout the league, maybe in sometimes in summer league, maybe we played against each other in high school, uh, and there's a chance you always want to play together. But when you get drafted separate pla- different places, you got to wait till you you get that opportunity as far as free agency or um, trade by trade. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I think if you're worth your weight or if you're that competitive and you know your buddy is the best, it'll be great to play with some of the best athletes on the same team, but then who are you going to compete with? So it's not competitive anymore. you got to play. I would like to play against the guys. Like, I know my brother growing up was a great athlete. I would love to have my brother on my team, but I would want to play against my brother because I know when I play against him, he's going to bring the best out of me, and i got to show up for a whole lot of reasons uh, to win to win any kind of game or whatever that game is. I think 
the superstar status and everybody playing on one team, then that makes that team that team to watch. And no more competition as far as around the league or say around the East. The West is what it is because the West they go out there and play ball. And we look we talked about the Suns who not having anybody, but they they try their hardest to compete. But it makes it competitive. So I think superstar wise, I wouldn't want to see them all on the same team, just compete against each other. Well, yeah, there would be no competition for them to go up against anyone on the court. But I mean, I think LeBron said it best once. Uh, when he was on the Olympic team, his last gold medal team, you know, you really don't get the chance to really play against with the with the best guys in the NBA. Uh, they take that, you know, to heart. I think it's special. I think um, it's great to see them guys, you know, play together, represent their country, represent uh, the game of basketball. How it's played in the U.S. all together um, at the end of the day and play at a higher stage. You know, you playing it against other guys in the world. You only come together for a couple of months throughout a year, maybe every two, three years. Uh, why not play with one another? You know, uh, yeah, you gain – these guys been knowing each other through camps, through AAU basketball, through college, through recruiting trips, through all of that. And to get a chance to actually, like, play together at the top of the level, I think uh, it's great for the NBA. Um, it's great for each individual player if you get that chance. And, I mean, you got the rest of the NBA, regular season, playoffs, whatever, to go up against one another. This is just a time period, a couple of months out the summer where you get to play together just like a summer league pickup game or whatnot. Well, but no, I, I was more asking, is it is it bad for the NBA that all these guys want to play with each other now in the NBA because they had so much success overseas playing in the Olympics? And I think that, like, in the I think it is. with the Dream Team and everything, it was, okay, we're going to play together. It's going to be fun. You know, we're going to be friends now, but I'm going to want to rip your throat out when we're wearing our respective jerseys. Yeah. And I think some of that has waned over time, and now people want to play with each other. Instead of looking at the Olympics as number one, trying to win a gold for the U.S., I understand that, but also getting invaluable knowledge, behind-the-scenes knowledge of your competitors, right. watching them, watching them prep, watching them practice, watching them uh, practice their moves that they play and that they use in games, you can use those against them instead of see, instead of uh, wanting to you know making all these teams conglomerates of superstars. These top guys, I, I see that. I see that. I see this in the top guys, like a Kobe Bryant. I see him laughing and joking when they on these USA teams or or wherever they are together. But on the game time, I see Kobe surgical. I, I don't see him in friends. I don't see him like Jordan was. I don't have any friends. If you're not on the same, you don't have the same color jersey I have on. We're not friends. It's great for the NBA that these guys can be on the same team and represent the, the United States and the NBA because that makes the market around the world that much better. Well, you got all these guys on one team. Well, now let me follow these guys on their different teams if you're not from the United States and you're watching basketball. And they always want – the NBA wants to be a global, um, which, which they are. You got different people from other places on these uh, prospective teams. But I think it benefits the NBA when these guys are on the same team. But I don't think it will – if they were on the same team in in the, in the NBA, if yeah. you, I mean, so I th- so yes, but I don't see them the top guys losing their edge, losing their dog because I I saw that with Kobe Bryant. I said, well, they were just buddies, and I know a lot of guys like this. Well, we're not friends on the court, we're not friends on the field, we're not friends on the golf course or what what have you. You got to be able to separate that. I want to play against you because you're the best. You consider one of the best. I want to play against you. I don't want you on my team. Right. And that's, and again, say what you want about Kobe, but he's never left. He's never, he's talked about leaving, but it was never real. He tried to, he tried to bring people in, but 
to support him and not to make his job easier. I mean, I know that there's there's a very small distinction between the two, but it's yeah, but it, it, it's Sha- a far cry from the big three to what Kobe's done. When Shaquille left, I, I didn't know if Kobe was going to win another championship. Yeah. Kobe won two more after that. Yeah, two but they but they brought Powell in for you know a bag of sand pretty much. Yeah, Powell's and not Shaquille, like, but so I didn't no. think I didn't I didn't think Powell was. Who he is. But it was, I mean, it was Shaq and Kobe, yes, but it was Rick Fox, Robert Ory. You know, Glenn Rice was there for one. Mitch Richmond was there for one. They had these guys, Brian Shaw and Ron Harper. They had a bunch of role players that were experienced veterans that helped a young Kobe and a younger Shaq, you know, at, at that time. I mean, there was a strong foundation. And I think that in Cleveland, there is somewhat <laughs> of a strong foundation, even though with Anderson Verjao is a huge thing for LeBron. He might be the only thing. He has Mike Miller. Ray Allen will probably sign there. Like, this is, he'll have his guys around him that are experienced, that have won championships yeah. with LeBron. Well, it's easy for these guys. I think it's easier for those guys, those guys you just mentioned, who's at the end of their career. Okay, it's easier for them to go follow LeBron. But I, I couldn't understand why LeBron, um, I do understand why he left. I don't understand why he left Miami. But I'd say if he goes anywhere, he can go home, go back to Cleveland. To a team who don't really deserve, who a place who don't deserve them, but you that's home and that's me outside looking in, talking crazy. Yeah. But that's home, that's home for me. He can go back home. Kobe stayed there and made it work. Guys wanted to go play for Kobe, and I think LeBron is at this point in Cleveland where this is where it is. I got a two year deal, and I'm only signing a two year deal because of the money that's going to be up, the max contract that he can get. Kevin Love goes there. That's a max contract, 120 yeah. for five yeah, years. That's, that's a max and that's contract. a new max. Like I said, it, it, it'll jump up, and LeBron will be able to sign for more. Right. So I mean, this is and which he should being that guy on the on that team. Even though I think Love would be making more to him, um, five years, 120. When that contract goes up, LeBron would be making way more than him. Yeah. So and then Kyrie Irving just signed for what 80 or 90, six year 90, something like that. Yeah, something like. So that. I mean, their money is tied that's a, now. That's a three year deal. So so if this doesn't work. Cleveland is going to be further down than it was when they all came here. Like, if Kevin Love gets hurt this year and is out for the year, and then, you know, Cleveland might probably still get the two seed or the one seed, then then there will be questions arising if Kevin Love is durable enough to play a full season, if Kevin Love is durable enough to make it deep into the playoffs with them. And there's still questions to be answered, even though on paper, as you said, on paper, they're the best team in the NBA, arguably. You know, San Antonio is probably the seventh best team, eighth best team on player uh, on paper. I said they're the best team on the East, uh, on paper. Yeah, I mean Washington might have something to say about that. Top to bottom, one to twelve, might have something to say about that. I I think Atlanta fell off. I I thought Atlanta was going to be on the rise, and I thought they would make some uh, trades, some acquisitions during all season. But I I thought there would be another team on the rise. I saw because, but then I'm looking at the East. I'm like, the East is what it is, because they had a ten game lead on. who was it? New York, I, I believe, or the Brooklyn Nets, mm-hmm. and, and then they York. lose. They lose a ten-game lead to even get into the playoffs, and then we look at Washington, a team who a game away could have made some moves against Indiana. They could have beat Indiana. Yeah, they fell off Atlanta was up. Pacers. Atlanta was the same yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta exactly. was up, Atlanta yeah. was up three-one. Right. And I mean, but you saw the emergence of Jeff Teague. Paul Millsap is a great player. Al Horford was out for for the majority of the year. They have pieces there, but they need yeah. they need something. And you know, I think. Th- uh, my bad to cut you know. off, but like I think that's a good reason why this is all helping um, the NBA as a whole. Like you were saying, how these superstar guys are uh, coming together to joining forces, joining teams or whatnot, trying to get stronger. But these other teams, say like Atlanta, Washington, you see these teams develop. You see these teams get better. San Antonio over, what, a 10-year span, 
they develop like into an unstoppable force now. So I think other teams are catching on to that. Like, you know what? We can beat these guys. We got to keep our core together. This will make the NBA a whole better place. More faces, more stars will start and coming Antonio, along. San Antonio did, did two things. They kept their core together, but they got guys who understand their roles. Yeah, you, and that's what you, other teams have been doing, like Atlanta. Paul Millsap understood his role. Right, um, you understand your role. You know, I, I know you're a superstar, and you probably will be uh, or a star. You probably will be a star, and you are a star in your own right. But here we have a chemistry. We have a role. Everybody's gonna get their. Everybody's gonna get their point. You just can't all get them on the same night. So that messes up. Now we're not playing in defense because everybody's running and gunning, and you're not playing. You're not getting back on defense. So when you understand your role, like the San Antonio Spurs does, and they got what they got about three guys over there that can play anywhere else and be a star and be a superstar. Yeah. There's not a lot of teams like that. A lot of teams want to go where there is a superstar. Let me watch him play. Yeah, and also, I mean, with, with the Spurs, that is, hey, do you want to win a championship? You're not going to make a lot of money here. You're not going to. You're not going to have superstardom. You're not going to score over 25 points a game. I mean, they have to sell this to these guys. Like, hey, if you want to win a championship in a league that's muddled with supreme talent and nobody that really can win a championship, come here, play for Pop, play with Duncan until he retires. All of these things, and people buy into that. You know, a hand over fist. So it's it's very very it, it's um indicative of the personalities that these guys bring in that can fill a role as a put. Look but at Boris Dio. They resurrected his career. He was he was nowhere to be found. Boris Dio, like, he looked quicker, looked faster over in San Antonio. Well, he, he and better. he also gained sixty yeah, pounds. Yeah, and he I looked, mean, from I he was a point guard one time. Well, yeah, he, he, was, he was he was he was in Atlanta, and then was when uh, who went down? Uh, Amari went down one year. Boris Dio steps yeah. in, runs the point. I mean, this is like. The, Boris Dio has completely changed his game, and Greg Popovich is who he needs to thank for it. I think when a team has a certain um, certain aura about them, or you know, if I come like like the Patriots, you go to the Patriots, you're doing it this way. You go to San Antonio, you're doing this way. I think you buy into that immediately, even though you can put up about twenty something points a game. I, I take my 17, 16 points. Now let me see if I can get more assists, add more assists where I can help the team. I think when you go into a team like San Antonio. Patriots or Pittsburgh Steelers, you buy into what they are as a franchise. You buy into if everybody do their job, we win, and everybody wins in the end. So you buy into that. I wonder what happened to the talk when Kevin Love, okay, he want to be out of Minnesota. He's from he's from California. He went to school, he played in California. He wants to get back to L.A. He wants to get back to somewhere, some team in California. I wonder what happened to all that talk. But when LeBron goes back to where he – to back home, now it's – well, I will go to Cleveland. Yeah, it comes down. It always, it always comes down to winning first. I think these guys, at some point, you can make the money, but you want to win. You you want to win. That's why we watched the Charles Barkley go from one team to another, ended up in Houston because that was a great opportunity to win that championship that good. year, and they lost. Yeah, but they they ran into. Um John Stockton and they and, and the Jazz, the, the, the um, to a better team, the New York Knicks, yeah, yeah and lost. They, I mean, uh, um, the um, Utah Jazz. Yeah, they, and they lost. Yeah, I mean, it, with another thing though, which is a counterpoint to everything I've been saying, is all of these conglomerates of teams like the, you know, the Heat and the Celtics first, and the Lakers and everything. It is bumping money up for everybody to make. This is like the Tiger Woods effect. Like this new strain of of thought with putting all of these big guys together is bumping up TV revenue. It's bumping up ticket sales. It's bumping up everything, which allows the salary cap to rise, which allows people to make more money earlier in their career. So like it's it is benefiting the whole NBA, even if you're on a crappy team. Uh, but it's 
it, it's at the detriment of style of play and it, anybody having any sort of you know uh, uh, like just staying with one team. That's that's gonna, that's becoming a lost art. And I think with more money and more people wanting to play with their friends now, they've played with you know off season or or, or an international play. It's just it's it's something that that needs to be needs to be watched because it could this, be an issue for the future, this, like even more so than it is now. This guy um, was going to I don't know if you guys saw this. He was going to put up a um, take out an ad in the Cleveland Press or whatever it is the, the newspaper there. Dwayne Wade for MVP. I don't know if you guys saw that, and it was and it was kind of it, it, when I read that I said that's kind of like when the Cleveland Cavaliers fans went crazy because he left. But instead, he was able to do it. And they wouldn't let him do it. They forbid him for doing it. What the next best thing was he put up a billboard saying, you, what did he say, you're welcome or you're welcome LeBron, Miami, and put the two championship rings up there. I thought that was hilarious. But people take this so personal. This guy can leave. How you think you got LeBron James? You got him. The same way well, Cleveland lost him the same way you got him so he can leave and go back home or go wherever he wants to. I don't know why outside guys just think these professional guys can't leave anywhere. It's the same thing if any other job. If there's another better, if there's another radio station better and they want you and they give you more money and you feel like there's a chance for you to succeed there and, and it benefits you down the, long, down the road, I don't have a problem with you leaving, or yeah. the, the station shouldn't have a problem with you leaving. It's 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 a better opportunity for you. Now I'm not even talking about the loyalty part of it because the loyalty part of we saw how loyal LeBron was with Cleveland. We saw the two years. We saw one guy take that team with lesser talent. So that's why we're talking now that they should be in the finals with a better team than he had, more experience than he has now. That he take that one team to the championship. I just didn't think, I didn't think Cleveland did enough. But everybody can't be up and roar and all distraught. Yeah, he won two rings. So LeBron, the Miami should be thanking him. They, instead of saying, you're welcome, you should be thanking him. We got, I came to Miami. You got two rings. I know Dwayne Wade got one before I got there. But that, I don't think that would have been the case. Pat Riley's a guru. Uh, I think he'd get the right players in there. And Miami Heat would probably be mentioned as far as coming out of the East or being the best team in the East. Uh, because of Pat Riley and Dwayne Wade and putting other players around him, but when LeBron got there, it was instant. Yeah. We know we was gonna get a championship. They should, they should definitely should be saying thanks, LeBron. Yeah, it should be saying because thanks he LeBron. wanted he wanted that for Cleveland. He wanted the help to come to Cleveland. That's why I think he went back. That's why I wanted him to go back because he yeah. wanted that for Cleveland. But and then they went crazy when he left. Yeah, I mean, you want him to go back, but also you're saying that they don't deserve him. No, so I it said, can't be. It can't be both. It can't be both. If you listen, I said. If he goes anywhere now, correct me if I'm wrong on this one. I said if LeBron, I don't want. I, you thought it was okay for him to be a traveler. I said is, I don't want him traveling around. He's the best in the world. He don't have to travel around. But we also said he want those six rings like Michael Jordan. I said if he goes anywhere, that he should go back home, although they do not deserve mm-hmm. him because of how they act. That's correct. And I didn't. That's what you said. Yeah, and I don't. I just, Cle- I don't have anything against Cleveland. I have against the. Uh, Fanatics who who just went crazy because this guy left there. I guess you can boo him and 
We know you can boo them. You can do all that crazy stuff when you're burning a jersey. Come on. I think you're going too far with the burning of jerseys. You know, it's funny. It, it's interesting. It's like the Tiger Woods effect in golf, but he put the pressure on himself, and everybody put the pressure on LeBron. He didn't ask for it. Yeah. It's not his fault that he right. was the best player on the I planet. Agree. So that that is the that is the dividing line between. And, yes, Tiger, he didn't put, and we're not talking about him, but he didn't put the pressure on himself. And like, in so many words, He's like, I'm. I want to win. I, I want to be the best ever, which is fine. LeBron said that too, but Tiger had shot out of the gate and just started doing it right away. So the innate pressure just got just compounded more and more. LeBron just loved playing basketball. He was a kid. He was having fun with these guys that he and made he was at home. Yeah, and he made these guys potential all stars. He made Mo Williams an all star. <laughs> Mo Williams wasn't an all star. You know, like all that these things. True. So now when he goes back, the Dan Gilbert thing. Yes, it was in poor taste. A hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not defending Dan Gilbert. He acted like a 12-year-old, you know, writing that letter and, and all the tweets and everything. I understand that. But I, him I, going I, back there, the, everything is already forgiven because LeBron wouldn't have gone back if Dan Gilbert was still being an a-hole. Yeah, I know. I can speak for myself before we go to break. I know I wouldn't have went back because of that. You wouldn't have went back. Not because of that. Okay. Kwame Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, Jim Richey. We'll take a quick break. we come back. we finish up the show. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four is the number. This is the last segment of the show. We were talking to LeBron James. Uh, we're talking about stuff, basketball in general. Uh, Kevin Love situation. I'm going there. Who's who? What's what in the NBA? Who's the powerhouse? Um, Competition all around. Then we started talking a little bit about Tiger Woods, but only in comparison. Now, Tiger Woods is—I think I might have read something. Not—I I didn't read it. It was an article, but I didn't read it. I saw the headlines that he's thinking about he may retire. How did Tiger Woods go from extreme back pain? What was it? Four days, four or five days? Yeah. To his back is fine, or the masseuse or whomever had to pop something bone back in his in place. If you're gonna pop a bone in place, that's not good. You're coming off back surgery. I understand. Uh, one of the things you and, and Alex, you alluded to it a little bit. 
where you wanted to be the superstar and you put all this pressure on yourself. So we we put the pressure on you to come through. All he talked about was major. So maybe Tiger would want to play in his major. I thought maybe he goes out and play a couple of rounds. He play in Houston next week. Um, and just rest your back up. You're not going to make the Riders Cup. You just rest your back up and come back somehow. But then I'm talking about the same Tiger Woods who last year won five or six championship. He was player of the year last year without any majors. And it could have came down to anything. But we talked about guys who can go out there and perform and win against the best field, um, the best field we've had in a long time. And Tiger Woods, went, Tiger Woods wins six of them and becomes PGA MVP of the league. I, I say he rushes back out. Um, he put this pressure on himself, talking about the majors. He put this pressure on himself, talking about he's fine or he's hurt. It's just too up and down with him. Yeah. And and I'm kind of, I hate. I'm Tiger was the reason why I started playing golf. Um, why I play golf because I enjoy the game now. It's competitive, um, but I have more favorites than Tiger Woods. There's a lot of guys out there that can play senior guys uh, and these young guys. If he's going to have any chance of what he's trying to do or what his goals are, he just needs to rest. He needs to put his back in. Yeah, he, to he me, just, he looks like an average golfer. He just needs to take some time off. I mean, with him trying to come back and play in each tournament, each major, he, he he's he's not real rest, rested, especially all coming back off the two surgeries he's had in his past in this past year. Like, he just needs to take time off. Take stop trying to fool us. Stop trying to you know fake it out here. And, it's too commercial. Yeah, it's it's. I understand. I know why he's doing it. You know, he's trying to keep his name ahead of the golf world, even when he's losing, when he's down at it. Can I say something to that? Now that is the best. Yeah, go ahead. He don't even have to um, do that. No, he doesn't. Because they doing it. I, I'm, I'm wondering why there's so much coverage on Tiger Woods when yeah. the, when yeah. Rory is winning. Yeah. Do That's you see his Do you see his practice round yesterday? I watched it on golf. Yeah. Yeah. It was like him there watching was ten practice. deep. It was like yeah. Sunday, and he was in contention. <laughs> right. And, and, he, and, and he's hitting drives. It, it, into the gallery, and he's like, "No, I'm fine. I'm good." I mean, it's a, he didn't make he didn't make one putt in his practice round. He didn't hit one quality shot that I saw. He hit one approach shot about 12 feet from the hole, but that was it. He's three over through 15 right now, and the person that I love right now is getting zero pub. It's right. not Rory. It's not him. It's Ricky Fowler. He is in contention again. He's three under through 16. He's he's two shots off the lead in a major again. And this guy is getting zero he tied pub for a major uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, well, yeah, he was in he second, was in the final second. round. Yeah, so I mean, and Butch Harmon, I, I didn't know that Butch Harmon was now his his uh, golf coach. So this is like, hey, Tiger, uh, you see this guy that you fired uh, five, six, seven years ago? He's making everybody better. Yeah, but Tiger was six, seven years ago fired him. Um, I, don't, I don't even know. No, it was longer than that. It, it was, was like yeah. eight or nine years yeah, ago. It was before his, but Tiger won his last ma- major. Yeah, he won a major also. Uh, when he was gone, he won a lot of he won a lot of golf rounds. Winning, if these guys say I'm gonna be in the top ten or top five with a chance to win, and I win two of those, I'll take that. Uh, these guys will take that, but they want to win majors because majors it takes you down da- it takes you down in history as far as golf is concerned. But you want to win those majors. I like Ricky Fowler. I watched Rick- Ricky Fowler play. When he first came on the scene, this young guy, um, like Roy McIlroy, these young guys coming in. Uh, now we're talking about Jordan Spieth, one of, another young guy. That's where the coverage should have been, whoever was hot. It should have been on Roy the whole time. Before I think it was Wednesday, I said, Roy's a professional. I like the way he answered his question. I think this is better, though, for Roy. Yeah, he don't. Roy is this is so much better. This is like Miami getting all the pub and the Spurs just winning championships. Now, I'm not going to even, even say 
I know what's best for Tiger Woods. I'm just a fan and a competitor. I don't play golf at that high level like he plays week in and week out. I don't know, but I think it's mental. Mentally, he has to get over something because physically enough, he can play the game. Well, I don't even know about if that's the case anymore. He's getting hurt every other week. His back spasm. You got back problems. You don't want to mess around with that. You take care of that, and then you get back to some type of form. One of the most interesting and one of the best things I've ever heard him say was when he was interviewed, he was asked, why are you playing in this tournament with, with all these injuries you have? He goes, because I can. I mean, it's like, okay, good. Okay, yeah. Give me some sort of honesty one time. Instead of saying, I made some putts, I left a few shots out there, all that bull crap. Now he's just like, because I can. I, well, I, I, I'm playing on house money for the rest of my career, and I can do whatever the hell I want. If I want to fake a back injury see, and I'm, play in the, in, the, in the tournament next week, I'm going <laughs> to do that. I don't know about the uh, house money stuff. Uh, he I, is. I don't know what you mean because he, he earned that money. No, that's, no, no, no. That's not no, house money. No, I understand. What I mean is he's playing on house money. Like, he has he is, um, done so much in his career already. He's resurrected a dead game and he's put a lot of money into it. He's put a lot of sponsorship deals into it. He's gotten a lot of young kids to start playing golf, and now a lot of them are on the tour. He has done so much for the PGA that he can do whatever he wants yeah. for the rest and never get villainized. He's already been villainized, I think his, so it's uh, not going to get any worse than that. But I think his, um, I think his problem is, is he wants those five majors. And I, and I said this last week. I said this. I'm sorry. I said this Wednesday, and I asked both of you guys. I said. If you somebody told you you can do this, this, this for this amount of time, right. but after a while you're gonna be you can easily mess up that fifteen year career or twenty year career yeah. in three to five years. And yeah. it, and it's just like, oh, he did all this stuff. He was so great, but then he did this and now as you just an average guy. Well, as opposed to kind of what you're alluding to, Alex, is just go out on top. You you got house money. Right. Yeah, but nobody goes money. out on top. Who goes? I mean, John Elway and Barry Sanders go Barry out on Sanders. top. That's it. Yeah. I mean, who else goes out on top? Tim Duncan might. If Twice. he wins a championship next year, he's going to retire. He's and not going to. Tim Duncan lost two championships. He goes out on top. Yeah. Tim no, Duncan don't have. We don't have exactly. Any, he, exactly. Joe Montana. Nobody remembers the Kansas City years. Nobody's going to remember. Nobody remembers Michael Jordan's uh, Washington, Washington Wizards. Yeah. These Nobody's guys gonna, go out on top. Uh, go ahead. No, no, no. Peyton Manning. People will remember the Denver years because he got blown up in the Super Bowl. If he went to Super Bowl, he'll retire the next year. He's trying to get. He's trying to come back to where he was early in his career. And I think that a lot of these guys try to live again like the way like they used to, being at the top of their sport. And that's what Tiger's trying to recreate. He's trying to find a way, and he will continue to fight. But he's stubborn. Always, he was stubborn early, and he's stubborn now, yeah, just in a different ego. way. His ego's killing him right now. We've yeah. always seen Tiger find a way, so I, I, I don't always. Count. Yeah, but it's different now. Yeah, I don't it's know. So I don't, different. I don't, now. I don't know. I don't know if it's different. He haven't won, but I don't know if it's different because when I say we've always seen him find a way, he's always found a way. It's just taking longer this time. Right. It's like the Lakers rebound quicker than any other team in two years. Well, it's taking them a little longer than two years. Yeah. I mean, this is taking, still this the Lakers. taking him six years now. They still the Lakers. Six years is a long time. Yeah. I know he had surgery. I know he's been out for a couple years out of the six. But I, I'm, I've, <laughs> and we're still I, talking I about him. Right. He's not even close right. to being in contention. Because of, of what he's done, what he done in the past. Because of what he's done in the past. He's such a polarizing years. character. Yeah. He just needs to take some time off, man. Just I don't know. I just think he should rest it up. He can always come back. I mean, just, well, this is the last major of the year. I mean, he's not yeah. going to make it into the FedEx Cup, is he? No. So I mean, no. there's oh, if, wow. he make, if he, he makes it, to, if he makes it, what? The, that's only what top top hundred. Oh, I'm not thinking about the FedEx. I'm, I'm thinking more of uh, the writer. He's not going. Oh he, no, he, oh no, he won't. He's not going to make it that. But if he get in there, and that Tom Watson has that choice. You all, have, you always have a captain choice. Tiger's not playing well enough to be be in there. It's if he three captains picks. I thought it was two. It's right. three. But he can't. 
Whoever picked Tiger Woods, you can come, but you can't play. You can oh. you can come, but you can't play. You can come and hang out with the guys because he has a lot of knowledge. And don't forget about everything he has in his head. Right now, he's confused about his game, but he can pass on some knowledge. You just mentioned all the first T programs that he started around the world. And and some of the guys that played in these first T programs from the time they were six, some of these guys are on different tours around the world. He's never given knowledge to any. I mean, he's always been by himself. I'm saying professionally with other with other with competitors, competitors, with what yeah, he's yeah. done with kids and, and the I Tiger Woods would, Golf School and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. that's great. I mean, there's no question about what he's done as a philanthropist. But with this, he's never helped anybody else. He's always been by himself. So what do you, what makes you think he's going to change now? Change like, to go, what? Go, like being assistant captain to the Ryder Cup. Steve Stricker is the assistant captain because it's one Jack. He's not competing against these guys. Now they're on the same team. You're right. So he's competing. He hasn't been that cut. good at the Ryder Cup, anyways, has he? He's been average. He's been average, but he has knowledge of the golf game. You don't win that many champ golf tournaments and right. majors and don't know what you're doing. Right. No. So that's I fair. figure just his. I'm not more concerned with his presence of being there. I'm more concerned with his the knowledge he has in his head that. Maybe he can pass it on. And if he could, I've seen some guys that just changed their game. They just catapult them to getting their game back. I don't think and, he'll fall into him. that, though. No, I don't, I don't think so. The way Tiger but, is. But I'm saying there's no way for him. I don't think he'll fall in. You're right. But I'm just saying if he if he goes there, maybe it'll help him with his game. Yeah, maybe. Cause, cause, Absolutely. But, but Tom Watson is going to have a very, very important decision to make. And I don't know if the PGA officials will be talking in his ear. Hey, the ratings will <laughs> go ten times what they would go if Tiger is not, if Tiger's there, ten times the ratings. If he's not there, it doesn't matter if he deserves to be there or not. Yeah, I still think he will be there. I still think he will be a captain. There's a, a clandestine, clandestine group that says pick Tiger Woods, and yeah. Tom Watson will say, "I don't want to pick Tiger Woods." Mm -hmm. Well, you pick Tiger Woods, or this, 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 and that gonna happen. And it's for the ratings. It has nothing to do with Tiger Woods' plan. It's for the ratings. We watch this guy in these in these tournaments and these cups just play average golf. After winning a probably a major in that year, and he comes here and he plays average golf. But let me ask you guys this before we get a, before we get out of here. Do you think Dustin Johnson escaped um, punishment or ban from the um, PGA because he put himself on, if you will, house arrest like <laughs> PJ Tucker? Uh, but no, he's he's. They they banned him, not banned him. They suspended him, and then they uplifted the suspension because now he's in uh, Utah somewhere golfing, supposed to be in a rehab for uh, drug programs. Yeah, it's. It, it, I think that but it was a false. Back. If he say he want to come back right now, mm -hmm. he can come back. I think it was a false report the first one. Because that blew up everywhere. Because I remember last year, last year or two years ago, he took three weeks off for personal reasons. It was and, the same thing. Well, Because yeah, I've heard this about him, but I just never knew the facts until he came out of his mouth. But I heard he, uh, Dustin Johnson, I, I might have been from another golfer. Yeah, so. Why is it, how, wait, why is he even on the golf course? Well, he's. Who well, has control? If he but has, no, he's on the golf course like like you and I can go on the golf <laughs> yeah, course. Yeah, he's, going, he's yeah. going to play. He's this going to play. Does he have probation? Yeah. Like the lawsuits are against he, him? He, or he can't, or. The, he Dustin has regulations Johnson? where he can't be out like that, right? This, this is kind of... I don't know if he checked himself in yet. I think he went up there uh, to do that. Yeah, this is kind of an unprecedented thing for golf. <laughs> this was always the gentleman's game. Yeah. You know, nobody was using uh, any sort of drugs that we knew about. But we said our body's looking different. Well, oh well, uh, Tiger. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, with, with Dustin Johnson, this is unprecedented. Again, this is strike number one. You know, he's never had anything against him. Um, and it, you know what? This is going to go away really quickly. 
that people are going to forget that this ever yeah. happened. But we should remember that Probably he sucks not. at golf now. He can't win him. He can't win a major to save his life. This might have something to do with it. Who he's knows? Won, he's won more golf tournaments than Roy McIlroy, but Roy is winning majors. Yeah, and Dustin Johnson has been in contention. Remember, he grounded the club on the uh, yeah. the quote unquote sand trap. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they got him out of which which was unfair. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was unfair. It was too. unfair, but he also had a four stroke lead. Um, I think it was the PGA. Mm-hmm. I want to say the PGA. Um, and went seven over in the first two holes, and then that was it. That was a wrap for Oh, me. poor guy. I remember he hit it. He hooked the – oh, my goodness gracious. That was the worst first but I shot. Thought he, I thought he escaped the punishment, and I do like the way the, the um, PGA does it. I don't, I, they, don't, they don't put out, I'm fining you this, amount of, this much money. They don't put out the things that the NFL, because of the collective bargaining agreement, they don't put out this stuff the NFL and the NBA does. They don't because the NBA – NFL, they all collectively bargain, so they have to put this information out. They have to find you a certain amount. But the, P- the PGA police itself. Yeah. PGA is a huge, huge conglomerate. They police themselves. Well, and uh, it's also an individual sport with a lot less players, definitely than the NFL, definitely than the NBA. So do you think it's easier to govern with individual people Yeah, because instead you remember, of a team um, sport? You remember um, uh, VJ Singh had an issue, and he put himself on punishment. What was it? The antler spray. The antler spray. Antler spray. But then they they punished him. He had to miss six. Was it three months or six tournaments or something like that? Which is a lot of money. Six tournaments for a guy who can play golf. You know, he's the third money, third in the money uh, a list for all ever, time. Ever. I mean, yeah. that's crazy to me. Yeah, you guys remember the ten that year he won ten to eleven. I think he might have won a FedEx Cup too. Yeah, I mean, and, and well, he was. I mean, because he would play every tournament. Yeah, he would play every single tournament. It didn't matter. He would never take one off, and you, you get a paycheck every time. So yeah, uh, unfortunately, we got to get out of here. Um, Lodge Sports Talk uh, tomorrow is Friday, and we will be back tomorrow to finish up the week. It is Armadillo's week too. Uh, happy hour. So I may go. You know, I need to go up there anyway. I got to get something from him. Kwame Lassie Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, Demi Lachey. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lassiter Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>